Miracy. A raindrop was falling out of a cloud, and it said to the raindrop next to it, I'm the biggest and best raindrop in the whole sky. You are indeed a fine raindrop, said the second, but you're not nearly so beautifully shaped as I am, and in my opinion, it's the shape that counts, and I am therefore the best raindrop in the whole sky. The first raindrop replied, Let us settle this matter once and for all. So they decided to ask a third raindrop, to decide between them. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The two raindrops found a third raindrop to settle the debate, but the third raindrop said, What nonsense you are both talking. You may be a big raindrop, and you are certainly well-shaped, but as everybody knows, it's purity that really counts, and I am purer than either of you. I am therefore the best raindrop in the whole sky. Well, before either of the other raindrops could reply, they all three hit the ground and became part of a very muddy puddle. I love this story. The raindrops remind me of children comparing each other, competing for who's the best, as if best was some kind of accurate measure. The raindrops themselves argue over what is best and what's the definition. Is it the size, the shape, or the purity of the raindrop? This competitiveness and comparison reminds me of social media, where often people try to come across as the best, or in the entrepreneurial world where best seems to be the currency for validation and certainly for superiority. It feels petty and small. And yet in business, aren't we always trying to prove that the methodology we teach or the techniques we've developed are better able to solve a problem? It's a big part of how we prove the validity of our services and products. There is a place for competition in business, and even for comparison, it can keep us honest in terms of the value our services bring, and also up to date when we pay attention to what others offer. And it can also go too far. I remember coaching a CEO, a very successful guy, very competitive, he would have had to have been to get to the position he was in. And he told me as we explored his personal stories, he told me about the ongoing challenge he faced with his son who was getting better and better at chess and how important it was for him to continue to beat him, no matter how much older he got. And it occurred to me that it felt somewhat petty and small. Why did he need to constantly beat his own son in this one thing? It really, I really had to work hard on my own judgment of his competitiveness because I realized I'm not a great fan of competition in my life or in general. My natural tendency is to look to collaboration instead. I tried to help the CEO figure out where this competitive drive came from and whether it served him or whether at times 
it actually detrimented the relationships that he was building around him. When we try to collaborate with people with diverse opinions and perspectives, which is generally the nature of collaboration, we tend to be more creative and more likely to come up with better solutions to problems. There's quite a lot of research about the value of diversity in the workplace for this exact reason. When we see a problem from only one perspective, we have a harder time finding a solution than if we can see that same problem through the eyes of our clients, our competitors, and the people who most experience the problem we're looking to solve. We see that when a team has gender and cultural diversity, there is more creativity and really just more interesting products and services on offer. Going back to the story, the big lesson is how these proud, competitive raindrops, so concerned with being better than the other, end up in a muddy puddle all mixed together. No matter who they are or what their particular specialness is, well, they have the same fate. And it shows us that we're all connected and ultimately we all become one. No matter how beautiful and proud we may be, in the end, it really doesn't matter. We'll all end up in the same place. It reminds me of how society seems to disproportionately admire and elevate youth and beauty. Yet, in the end, it'll always be the same. We'll all age and we'll all die. This story speaks to the irony of how invincible we feel that can lead us to competition and pride. Yet, in the end, we all have the same destiny. We'll all be defeated by the reality of the human condition of our journey in life and ultimately death. In business, similarly, we may feel unique, like we're the only person in the world doing what we do. I certainly felt like that when I started out talking about storytelling in business. More than 15 years ago, people would ask me, who do I work with, assuming that I worked with children? And then when I talked about business clients and the importance of storytelling in business, they just didn't understand. They had never heard of this. And there was a lot of education needed to open up people's minds to the potential for story and the power of story in business. I felt like I was the only person, like I'd created something brand new and I was the only person in the world who was doing it. In reality, it was popping up in a lot of other places. And there were a lot of experts over the years who began to apply story to business and to do an incredible job of using storytelling in its full potential in a business environment. So what I felt was my unique proposition suddenly became quite common and great that it did because it meant people came at it from a different perspective and there was more opportunity for collaboration and to build out the potential for this incredible tool in the workplace. What I learned is that we mustn't get too attached to our own uniqueness to how special we are, but instead perhaps enjoy the journey, the moments of glory when we can do great things. Isn't that what it's all about? In the end, we'll find ourselves in the muddy puddle, but perhaps happy and grateful for the journey that got us there. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches 
and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Michi Lance and Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. To catch the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.